Welcome to the Collective Awakening Podcast, creating a loving and sacred space to share truth and knowledge, bringing together from around the world like-minded souls who wish to share their truth and wisdom in this great time of conscious awakening. Hosted by Chris and Stephen of the Purple Mountain Spiritual Health and Wellbeing Centre. Welcome, friends, to the Collective Awakening Live. Uh, I'm Chris, along with Stephen at the Purple Mountain Spiritual and Wellbeing Centre. I want to welcome everybody to this special talk this evening. We welcome back our very good friend and spiritual medium, Rob Tweedy. And this evening, what we'll be doing is we will be having a bit of a chat, basically. We'll be sharing our thoughts on uh, energetic and physical matters going on on the earth. Um, giving some guidance uh, hopefully uh, we're going to share our truth our knowledge we might not have all the answers but all we can do is speak of our experiences and hopefully that will help anyone so during the course of this uh, talk this evening you feel free to ask any question you like but as uh, one of our teachers told us many years ago uh, if you ask the question be prepared for the answer <laughs> so welcome rob welcome once again thank you chris hi steve namaste so rob um i feel it'd be a good place to start um uh, what you've been feeling what's been going on around you lately uh anything you wish to share with us yeah sure sure i've uh, i've had a slight change of uh emphasis a little bit and i've been doing a lot of quite kind of personal in-depth one-to-one uh, readings with people, which I like. Uh, it, it, you get a really beautiful connection when you're with somebody for quite a while. It just seems to grow and grow. But I've been, I've. It, it's amazing how you just continue to learn, Chris, because I've been discovering uh, new things through through these readings and through what the spirit messages are coming through. Um, and I'll give you an example of something that really blew me away the other day. Um, I, I was doing a reading for a lady. I wasn't obviously not going to make any names on it, but I was doing a reading for a young lady. And um, her father had recently passed into the spirit world. And I was aware of his energy and I was aware of trying to build up the energy, bring him through and this, uh, and try and connect with him. Um, and she said, uh, I, uh, I got through that she, she had an item of his clothing. So I said, oh, uh, you know, I said, I've got something a bit unusual to ask you. Have you got an item of his clothing, right? And she said, I have as a matter of fact, she said, I've got his coat. It's like a trench coat. She said, it, it gives me a lot of comfort. She says, I've been wearing it, right? But the amazing thing, the, I, I then got this really strong connection with the father. And in the spirit world, he says, can you tell her something? So I said, yeah, of course, you know. And he said, when she wears the coat, it feels like she he is hugging her. That's He actually feels it in the spirit world. And it's fantastic. And I, I was got a real sort of shiver down my spine. So I relayed this to her and I said, you know, actually he's telling me here now that when you put his coat on, um, he's he can sense this and feel it in the spirit world. Uh, and I've not actually heard spirit saying that specifically before. Um, and, and it's a beautiful thing. So when I've kind of then gone away and researched it, I mean, it was amazingly comforting. I, I'd imagine that girl's probably got that coat on 24 hours a day now, but it's yeah. uh, it, it, it was just a lovely thing. 
and um, the, and the it's the same as psychometry with this residual energy on things. And apparently, in the spirit world, if the spirit is quite evolved in the spirit world, um, uh, they can uh, they can sense these things themselves. So what an amazing thing! Uh, and I have had it a lot. I've had a, I've had they the spirit come through a lot. And say people wear somebody's ring, or they maybe wear a necklace or a bracelet or something that would have belonged to a loved one. Or, or uh, I know in the spirit world they love that. They come that comes through a lot, and they say, you know, well we like the fact, you know. It almost feels like part of us is living on with that person, that type of thing, you know, that they love it. But I've never come across it where somebody in the spirit world has said that they have that sensation that they can actually feel that, like, like, and it felt like a hug when she wears the coat. So um, I've been kind of telling people about this. I, I thought it was it was amazing, and it, and it kind of really um, resonated for her. So it was lovely. And I'm finding that these kind of one-to-one -one type readings, um, they they they're lovely, and we're able to sort of push the boundaries a bit and, and get that even closer, even more personal connection than sometimes you can in a group you know and so that's that's what i've been kind of doing lately yeah that's fabulous i mean it's um always when you have a one-to-one -one reading it's a very different experience it can be yeah. a lot more in depth than personal as well i'm very special to that person yeah yeah, yeah. and i've also been more aware than ever of how keen and how important these messages are for um, our loved ones in the spirit world um they they you know and i i, I preach this or talk about this quite a lot but it's um it, they, they the it's so important for them sometimes and i will even say to somebody if i'm giving them a message you know in a demonstration or something i will say to them uh, this is uh, this message could be more important for the person in the spirit world than it is actually for you. Amazing for you to hear, but for the person in the spirit world, it's maybe something that they've just been waiting for a long time to ask, or or they or or, or that they're, they're really sort of taking that anxiety with them. So uh, and and another so uh, another thing that I've been um, picking up as well is the different levels, right, of what they call retained characteristics. So somebody um, can come through in the spirit world, and I'm sure you guys have absolutely experienced this but somebody will if it's quite an evolved spirit um in the spirit world they can come through exactly as they were uh, when they were on the earth with the same mannerisms the same talk and the same jokey way or or serious way or shy way whatever it may be that and and depending on in many respects how evolved they are in spirit how closely they can send almost transmit to us that energy at that same vibration and and they're just the same as they were in spirit and i've been tuning into it as finally as i can and it's a lovely experience because I, i've started then saying saying little expressions that they would take and suddenly they could people say oh, oh my god that's my mum said that or my, my, <laughs> my, my dad used to say that and and they're coming through with with their absolute characteristics rather than just factual you know um and it's uh that i find enhances the whole reading and makes it so much more personal because it's uh, uh the evidence of their character and the way they are they are what could be better than that you know it's 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 a it's a lovely you know it's a lovely evidence along with maybe some factual things you know yes it's it's really important that because i feel sometimes um in certain ways there can be evidence that that everybody hangs the hat on this is what must be but we're simply bringing through the characteristics of that person and i've seen it with other mediums and i've experienced it with that the person receiving the reading will say that's just what they would say and how they would say it yeah it's and absolutely that, that, that that is total evidence for that person 
A hundred percent, yeah. Uh, and and it's lovely. And and as a medium, sometimes you get almost into that kind of zone. And I'll find that I'm saying some things that I don't even realise I've said them or know why I've said them. But actually, they are things, as you say, that the person in the spirit world would have said, maybe a little expression or a little or something they've talked about or whatever. Um, and I find that the kind of reaction from the person that's receiving this um, is really strong when that happens. That's uh, it's like a kind of, you know, what you that that feeling when they, uh, they the sort of penny drops and they think, oh, my word, that is my my, uh, you know, nan or my dad or whatever. Uh, and it, it's a it's a lovely sort of closeness with that. Um, and, and I've been finding that more and more. And I find you can sort of try and almost help as a medium, help with that energy to bring through that characteristic. And I think it makes the messages lovely. You know, I think it's uh, you just very personal for that person, you know. Yeah, it's always lovely if sometimes when Stephen's doing a service or even yourself, and if you sit and observe, and I like sometimes to observe people's faces as they're receiving the message. And 100%. Can, they, they can really light up. The, there was one in particular that I'm not going to name the place or anything uh, that Stephen did uh, recently, and I was sat next to a, a lady, and she was just in awe. She just went, oh, it just blew her away, but it was it was amazing to see and perhaps a reminder of the the, the power of this work as well. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes it's very good to have a reset or a restock and take and, and re-evaluation in a way because we're in a massively privileged position, you know. And this sometimes strikes me, and I don't know if you guys have had the same thing, but I'll, uh, uh, and we, we do so many readings, we do so many connections and, and uh, we, we kind of, and we, we, we get so used to it. Um, but obviously for the people receiving them, very often these are quite almost, I would say, life-changing uh, encounters that they have. And it's just occasionally brings you right back down to earth. I, I, um, I've had things recently where I've been doing readings for, for people who I've did maybe a reading for them, say, two years ago or whatever. And they've they've messaged me and said, oh, I'd love another reading. Could I have another reading? And I vaguely remember the person, right? But, Chris, when it comes to the actual reading, they remember everything I've said from two years ago, you know? And it's really <laughs> a sobering thought, you know what I mean? And then, yeah. This to me and this happened and this is what you said this. And, and they've hung on every word. And sometimes I think we can just, because we're a bit more familiar with it, we're more used to it, we don't realise the real significance. There can be few things in life, maybe maybe a doctor possibly, um, but there's very few things in in in, in life, in, in our sort of um, civilization here, um, where, in our culture, where we can get so quickly, so close to somebody, um, you know, to, to say, I mean, where, what other thing could you go in and go into a room and within two minutes, somebody could be in tears or tears of joy, tears of relief, that type of thing in such a short time. Um, uh, we, we, we build these incredible connections with the person we're giving the message to as well as the person in the spirit world. And it is, it is a massive privilege and it's something I would never kind of um, underestimate. It's incredible. And, and I, I talked to, to um, mediums who were kind of up and coming and who were practicing and who were quite new to it. And I say, hang in there, you know, uh, because if you if you sort of develop it, it is the most amazing gift. It really is. You know, it's it's just uh, it's it's life changing for us as well to give those messages. Some messages you just move to tears. You think this is such a privilege to be able to to connect with for this person who's who's missing somebody. I mean, so you get somebody who's who's thinks about somebody in the spirit world every minute of the day. You know, and they uh, just to know that they're there and okay is just amazing. You know. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, Stephen, what are your thoughts? We don't yeah, like being just, quiet for too long. No, <laughs> no. It, 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 sometimes it's important, I think, through through life, when you're sitting, you know, and you're listening and you're observing, you're, you're learning and you're getting inspired and it just resonates very much what you're saying, Rob. A lot of our own personal experiences. So it's so uh, yeah, very profound. And I think what's very important there as well, Rob, and I've met you a few times now that your humility, and I think this is a quality that perhaps not many people have sustained over the years, particularly working with spirit, mm. that it's a relationship. You know, we don't work for spirit, we work with spirit. Absolutely. And that relationship, yes. that humility, it's what keeps the ego at check. And and I and I real and I like that. It's a lovely, daring quality within you, Rob, you know, and it's almost like, um, you know, being a child again. And, and it is a massive responsibility. Absolutely. You know, I have to I have to be reminded with that all the time. Yeah. And, and it is right. You know, the one to one readings are very, very different to the the services because you are very limited what you can say. And it's, again, that pressure that system that's been created in in a church environment where you've only got five minutes, you have to work in a Absolutely. certain way. Oh yeah. But in a in a but in a private reading, you you know, ultimately spirit have got free reign. And that's why I'm gonna be very controversial here. And that's why I feel that we as mediums and inspirational teachers, we create a loving space for people to remember because the gifts within them I call mm. it a gift or or whatever you want to call it. And it's just people needing to remember yeah. that gift. Remember, you know, when we talk about development, and this is why as mediums, we've got to be very careful not to imprint our own way on other people because that's what's happened in a way in a lot of the spiritualism movement where things Absolutely. have been imprinted and it's tainted yeah. the the true spiritual nature of what it is to to give messages and really we all work on our own way don't we we work yeah, yeah. in our own unique way which is incredibly special and huge privilege massive yeah. privilege i really see that and it is amazing when you see people and they're in tears and they're not sad tears they're happy oh, no, tears, yeah, they? yeah yeah absolutely yeah i, I Stephen, i completely that resonates with me so much. And um, <clears throat> although I know it is maybe slightly controversial, I I am massively against structures and, and formats that we place on things. At the end of the day, it comes down to being true to the connection, true to repeating what you're told from the spirit world. Yes. But yes. when you have a conversation with somebody in the spirit world, um, I, I mean, I don't want to be critical of other people, but I do sometimes see this kind of rigid structure, you know, all about, you know, well, I'm going to give this piece of evidence, then I'm going to find out why you're here. And, and it's a very stilted conversation. And I, when I'm teaching mediums, I always say to them, um, imagine, you know, you're, imagine a loved one in the spirit world and you've got five minutes with that person. You're, you're not going to want to, you could be saying, um, you know, what's your date of birth and what's, you know, what's your car registration number and what did you have for your tea? You know, if, if the message is going to be, you know, are you okay? And, uh, you know, or, or we love you or we miss you or, or something that they're wanting to ask. And how um, difficult for the person in the spirit world 
to be hampered by a structure that we're giving to them. You know, we want to we want it in a certain order, and I'm very much um, against that. I feel just go with the flow, and um, obviously there's a level of personal responsibility which I do agree with. I think you you, you wouldn't deliberately say something, repeat something that's going to desperately upset somebody or something. You've got to be there has to be some sense to it and and a filter. Yeah. But I but within reason, I think you should just let spirit talk. What 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 do you want to say? And whenever I have a connection, a good connection uh, with someone spirit world i will always say to them look you've got two or three minutes now if there's something you want to say say it and that's quite often when you get the wow moments it's when they want to say well actually yeah i forgot to say i've left 50 quid under the bed or you know whatever it is it's uh it's it's uh, there when you get the wow moments when when the spirit get a free reign rather than asking specific questions too much uh, and i think it's taught in certain places this kind of structure isn't it um uh, you know of the way a message should go and we're not clones. It, 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 this is it should be a conversation. Like I, if I was having a conversation with you, Stephen, it would be totally different from one with you, Chris. And it's the same with everybody. We have different conversations, different relationships. So why would you be trying to achieve one standard kind of block message? It has to be. It has to be organic. It has to be natural. Yeah. Because, you know, again, when we look at, I mean, we might be getting into the science side here, but when we're looking at the mind, and I don't know if you can relate to this as well, Chris and Rob, that, you know, when I do the one-to-one -one readings and it's amazing reading all this lovely information, guidance, inspiration, and ultimately proof of survival of the spirit is proven. But then sometimes when they ask, well, can you get this specific name? And as soon as you use the mind, the link's broken. So ah, it's an unnatural way. And then you find that as you are doing the reading, it should just come like a signal, like, an, like a communication. So the more the mind comes in, the ego, the mind, if you will, it stops the link. It has to be a very natural uh, process, if that makes sense to, to, oh. to the both of you. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it absolutely, it absolutely does. You know, I, I agree. Um, although I totally agree with that. But I've also slightly moved away from when I was kind of learning and, and in the very early days being taught um, where they they talk about you switching off your conscious mind. That's quite a, I, that, that, I, I kind of get that, but but um, I do also feel that spirit will work through the conscious mind anyway, you know. So, yes. and, and I think that people sometimes get a bit bogged down by thinking, is this me thinking this? You know, I'm getting the color red here. Is this me thinking the color red? I think if we did, we can overanalyze it, and I think the spirit will put it in through the conscious mind anyway. You know, uh, in fact, all all spiritual work like that is through the conscious mind uh, to an element anyway. So, I think to try and switch off the conscious mind and be over concerned with it, it can hamper some people. You know, so I say to them, don't worry, don't overanalyze whether it's you saying it or your you or your conscious or however you want to put it, or it's coming from spirit, because the chances are that spirit are going to be working through your conscious anyway. You know, does that kind of make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, sorry, go on. Sorry, I just wanted to pick up on something there because I think you made a really good point, Rob. And um, uh, at, at one time, there was a really things got bogged down. I felt in the spiritual movement with people saying, "What's psychic and what's spirit?" Oh, yeah, and what's this? yeah, yeah. It was just like, um, and and what's forgotten is, you know, when you talk about the the mind or the subconscious mind, is well, the big thing spirit will use is our imagination. 100%. 100%. Creativity. Yeah. That is a yeah. huge thing that spirit can bring it in. 
and communicate something to us in a way that we'll be able to pass on crystal clear to the recipient. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I 100% uh, agree with that. And I think this, that some teaching within the spiritual movement has made rods for their own back because I get people who have been on previous classes and I, I have to kind of, well, I try to rewrite it for them. Unprogramming, unprogram them. That's exactly it. That is exactly it. Because they, they, their biggest worry, um, one of the biggest sort of um, things that uh, the people who are coming into the movements, coming in and, and practicing and developing, the, the biggest thing that they say is, oh, I just don't know if it's me, you know. And I say, well, just move away from that. Don't worry. Don't don't um, hamper yourself by that and just give it through. And then you, you'll get that confirmational connection from the recipient then who will who can then either confirm or not you know so don't don't you don't need to over analyze it yourself if that makes sense you know but it's do you so not think though rob sorry to interrupt you there just it's that point that you're making do you not feel it also comes down to a very important word which is not often used is trust Absolutely. you have to have 100% trust in spirit you do. And i think if there is an element of not trusting that 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 link can you can when when you I think questioning is really good. We've always been taught to question things, but as you build up that relationship with your guides, with your spirit team, you have to have hundred percent trust, if not hundred fifty percent trust. Yeah, because yeah. you have to trust, and have, once you have that trust, and I'm sure Rob, you've had this before when you've done services, and where people have said no. And as an observer, often people after said, actually, I can take that person. Absolutely. I can understand yeah. that. Yeah. And that's where you've had to be strong and say, actually, I'm not being arrogant, but I know what I'm picking up is right. You please yeah. take it away with you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, that's you, you've picked up on another interesting thing, Steve, there, where um, we were all you, you're kind of um, indoctrinated to, to a certain extent as a medium with people, you know, either getting a yes or a no. It seems to be like the sort of the... Uh, the, the sign of whether whether everything's whether they're a good medium or a bad medium this this kind of needing this yes and no answers you know and I've, I, I and I can give you an example Steve I will literally this is uh, the day before yesterday I was doing a, um, a service in the Lake District and I went to a lady right and I said and I literally said I've got the name I, I'm, I'm looking at you I said I'm connecting with the name Chris can you place this name somewhere right and um, it wasn't you, Chris, but it was it, it was the name, Chris. And I uh, and she kind of looked a bit bewildered, you know. And um, she said, "Oh no," she said, "I can't think of anybody." She said, I "Don't know anybody." She says, and then she was going on like this, and I'm thinking, "This is very strange." And then she said, "Oh, oh, my name is Chris." And I thought, "Well, <laughs> this is... <laughs> honestly, that's what she said, you know." And this, but after about five minutes, you know, she's racking her brains, you know. And um, and and so we do have to make allowances, and and you do get that a lot, Stephen. Where people and the nature of giving a message as well, people can feel a bit bombarded, or feel a bit under pressure, all those type of things. Um, and if we're hitting them with names and dates and all that type of stuff, um, I, I don't expect them to remember it all. But I, I but you can you reach a sort of point, and I'm sure you guys are at that point as well. Where, um, yeah, where you you kind of almost know something. I'm quite happy to say I'm wrong. You know, I don't expect to get everything 100% right. Um, but the, you know, you sort of get a sense of when you need to take something back when it's actually wrong, or you just leave that with the person. Um, because as you said, Stephen, nine times out of ten, afterwards they'll come to you and say, "Well, I'm sorry, it was yeah, it was my great auntie yeah. I didn't realise," or you know, uh, and that happens a lot. But have you got this as well, Chris um, and and Rob there? 
where sometimes where you do a service and I'm not saying this in a judgment, but you have message grabbers and you'll have people that will put the hand up and, and you give them the message. And even though they can take it, you're like, something doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. There's actually messages for you and you have to be so strong yeah, you and do. committed to say it's not for you. It's for this person. And this is through experience isn't it? and and not to be afraid of judgment and not to be afraid because that's a big thing when we've run development classes is this fear of getting a no and sometimes the yes. no yeah, is yeah. part of the process i remember I, when i started i was shaking in my boots i um, I, used, I used to feel like oh like we lost Rob for a minute. I used to feel like um, when I first started that if I was to hear a no, I'd just turn into powder, I'd disappear, I couldn't have to shrink. But you, you're quite right, and you, you actually learn more from the no's, if that it's makes part sense. Of, it's part of the experience. I'll tell you a quick interesting story there about Gordon Higginson. Everybody that is probably in, in the spiritual movement would, would probably know about this story, but his mother did a lot of training with him um, his mother was quite hard with Gordon and one of the experiments, and this is interesting, a lot of stuff we've done at the Purple Mountain, a lot of experimental work with Albert, because it's the experiments that really help us trigger our intuitiveness and our connection with spirit. I, I was just telling a story, Rob, about Gordon Higginson. Oh, oh I yeah. missed part of it. Uh, I, I got literally, I've moved to another device, but I've, uh, I missed part of it. Sorry. So oh, I saw we're, we're just having a quick chat about you, Rob. Just where <laughs> you're on. <laughs> that's, like, it is that's okay. I'm fully hey, I, I'm, so, I'm quite pleased with the technology because I got straight back on another device. So that's, the battery ran out <laughs> on that one. So fine, yeah. Everything for a reason. So Sorry, Gordon, Steve, Hig so, so Gordon Higginson, a very renowned uh, medium, trans medium, and, and working medium, and his mother. Uh, did a lot of training with him and and you probably understand this particularly in development groups and awareness groups you're creating a platform of doing lots of different fun experiments to really help us trigger that um that psychic or spiritual connection whatever you want to call it whatever you want to name it and one of the experiments she did was she blindfolded Gordon and she said that in this room there's about 50 people in this room or wanting a message and she would blindfold him and she would walk him in this room and actually nobody was in the room oh wow and right. she and, and it was all and gordon often talked about the biggest thing in a mediumship is having trust mm. trust in your guides and having that spiritual connection having that that's what binds that spiritual connection, having that hundred percent trust. Mm. Yeah, it's fascinating. Oh, and it's an experiment. Yeah, a hundred percent. and that that is a, a very good mantra to to trust with it, you know, and and to just come out with it. And even when you're, if you want to call it the conscious mind, thinks that the person there's no way they're gonna understand this or this is something very obscure or something. That's that, that just to give that off, you know, because it will have give, been given to you for a reason. And even if they don't understand it immediately, there is a reason why we give that off, you know. And and I see this as well in, I don't know if you've come across it in open circles where people talk and I have have reservations about it, but people talk about getting these split links and I thought, oh, I think I'm with two different people and, uh, you know, and two two different spirits are talking about the same person or two different people. 
and or, or and and if if say for example somebody gives out a name or something and then more than one person says yeah right I, 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 we both understand the name Susan or whatever um, and then you go through reams of trying to give evidence to kind of split these two people up I much more these days lean towards just trusting it but going to the person that you you feel guided to you know and if I if I'm teaching that in a circle I'll stop the person and um, I, because to ask multiple questions and I'm sure you've seen it yourself and it goes on to these people like um, message grabbers they'll all start saying yes to everything and it'll become the most obscure kind of things you know did you were you born in a, in a, in a, in a bathtub in Barbados and they both put their hands up yes um, so <laughs> never split up you know it goes it gets ridiculous so um, and, it, and it's it, it's kind of um, yeah it's uncomfortable to watch sometimes so I always teach people go with the person that you are you feel connected to and I'm going to tell you something but it's, it's quite controversial but I know this to be so even if you've got two people and you uh, you uh, say two people who both understand a specific piece of information right and uh, and they and you give them another piece of information they both understand it right if you go to one of them whichever one you feel drawn to i would often just go with the one that i feel almost most comfortable to give a message to myself i just feel comfortable with that person um i still with when once you start the message for them even if the message originally was for the other person their own loved one it will be correct and their own loved one their loved person loved one in the spirit world will come in you know and it happens every time and i see it you know so the, whoever they pick it's not going to be wrong because they're oh as soon as you get that dialogue with a person uh, and they start saying oh yeah you, you know you say do you understand everything i've said there yes i do yes as soon as that kind of connection is built their own loved one in the spirit world will come in even if the message was originally for somebody else, you know, mm. but I, yeah. I, know that, I know that to be the case. Yeah, yeah. I know Stephen, but you mentioned that before many years ago, you might not remember something happening like that, but I, I think you made a very good point there, Rob. And I think I feel a lot of it comes down as, as, as mediums, as is knowing ourselves, knowing who we're working with, because mm. otherwise when we encounter those, if you want to call it a split link or two people, um, if we're not able to go back to our intuition and who's working with us, it can end up a right mess. Yeah, no, it can. It can. Yeah. And we've all seen it, you know, where, where I know that what I said was a slight exaggeration, but it, there's nothing worse than, and people hang on to it as well. There is, there's the human psyche with this and they, they hang on to it and they want that message. The two people want that message and you almost get a, almost a sort of competition with that. And, and that's not, not, not ideal. So I, uh, I would always say to the me, to the medium, you know, and then I will stop somebody in the circle and say, Oh, wait a second, just go with the person that you're drawn to, you know, and it doesn't have to be a big kind of like somebody pointing an arrow at somebody or somebody glowing or something. It not necessarily that it's, it could be just simply who would you feel more comfortable you know at this yeah. moment in time who, yeah. who, who do you feel more comfortable with well that's going to be where you're going to be going you know and and so i i i, I uh it's one of my pet hates because and i feel sorry for mediums because i tell you i've seen some situations and this is not being critical at all but i've seen some situations where they get into this kind of um merry-go-round where they asking questions they've asked about four or five questions and the persons um the more and more obscure the things that are coming through and then the uh, people are going, yes, yes, we understand. We, yeah, we understand, right? And so suddenly they'll go for something incredibly obscure, like, um, you know, what was this person, um, uh, I don't know, did they drown or something like that, right? And then suddenly both people say no, and they've, they've, they've lost the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. in that. But yeah. do you not think I'm going to be, I'm going to be a lot of, I'm going to turn this conversation on its head a lot of it because I feel that, um, 
it's hard not to get into the politics and, and into judgment into this conversation. However, just as an observer, over many years now, nearly 15 years of experience in the spiritual movement, you do you do get frustrated when that direct link is not created. However, I feel that perhaps with we all learn we learn not only in the light we all learn through life through the times of darkness uncertainty and i think and i think sometimes people need to learn or choose to learn the hard way so when you look at split links people working developing mediums they are have chosen themselves to maybe walk a bit of that path for them to learn and to understand. So we should yeah. be posing questions to them, like you've said there, Rob, absolutely spot on. Now, you know, you, you go to these two people here, does this feel right to you? And, and if, as soon as they ask themselves, actually, no, it doesn't. And I, I'm sure we've all been there in open circles, in services where, where our link could be stronger and it's fragmented, and we don't go direct, and yeah. so we we've experienced that. So so in a way, we need the duality. We need the good, the strong mediums, and then the mediums that perhaps maybe have a a weaker link. I'm not saying mediums are better on others. I'm not saying that. So so that people in the audience can see the difference as well, if that makes sense. So yeah. we need yeah. the light and the dark. We need the good and the bad. We need the good churches, the churches that don't function well as teaching us about development and about spirit, because that's how we learn, if that makes sense. Very good point. Yeah, no, it's a very good point. Yeah, yes, you do. You do. Yeah, you do. And you, it's a little bit on a basic level, uh, sort of horses for courses. You need, you, you can't have um, eleven goalkeepers in a football team. That type of thing. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you need those those comparisons. Uh, and I totally agree with you. But what I feel, um, mo- mo- dig- digging into that a little bit more deeply, I do feel the spiritual movement generally, we have made a rod for our own back, and people are terrified. People who start out in mediumship, it should be a joyous, fun thing, you know. And if they get a lot of things wrong, so yeah. what? You know, yeah. you know, they're they're kind of enjoying it and having a go. And and I agree, you and you've got to learn, Stephen, from from your mistakes, like those things. You've got to learn from those things and learn from other people and pick out the best practices and all what what works for you and this type of thing. Um, but I feel that we it has become too political. It's become too competitive. I can't stand the thing where on social media, I'm sure you see it, where people commenting about all different mediums. You know, well, this is your great medium and you're no, and I've seen this and 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 and. It's if we're standing as if we're being judged by our peers and that's really nothing to do with spirituality we you know we've anything be judged by the world spirit not by our peers and so um <clears throat> i feel we've made that rod for our own back and people who are learning are so scared um they should be perfectly happy to say exactly what you said they're perfectly happy to say oh actually this message just doesn't feel quite right i'm gonna just move back and and, and start again or whatever they should be happy to do that if necessary even to sit down and say i'll come back to this in a few minutes when i've just got myself together and and but people are so frightened now to, to of kind of um, of doing anything like that, and it's a shame that we've put pressure on ourselves. And when we put yeah. pressure on ourselves, we don't trust as much, you know. But do you not uh, think? Do you not think? Sorry, Chris, and you. I want you to chip in this as well because it's a passion of yours. Is that um, it comes down to you? Were, you use the word there, Rob, patience. And I think 
there is there is this also uh, this fear of rushing people's development and i and i remember chris me and chris were sat in a home circle for 10 years before we even we just sat meditated sat with spirit and i think going back and i think maybe the the movement as a whole has forgotten this because the movement began in home circles the movement began in seances and i think maybe we need to go back to our roots and if it takes 10 years of the old pioneers you hear stories and i want to be a medium while Come back in five years when you found yourself, when you've learned a little bit about yourself. Come back 10 years when you're ready. And sometimes it took that long. But you have to be right because this work is very, very unique. It's very mm. powerful stuff. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely echo that, Steve. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, what you, what's your thoughts, Chris? Well, yeah, I feel like I had a few. I had quite a few. I, I totally go with Rob about the the fear factor, and what it all comes down to very basically is the word judgment, and we have to practice what we preach. Yeah, very very uh, simple. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the the ladies that we come across when we began this work said that a medium should be the same on a platform, if you want to call it, as they are off the platform. Yeah, uh, and this is about you being your true self, and a little bit of that, I suppose, could be down to um, the way things run that people feel they can't be themselves all the time, and that brings us like full circle to what you said, Rob, is working in your own way and being free. Mm-hmm. And and I've seen a lot of people over the years get very angry that other mediums aren't working right to the way they feel they should. I know, and, and I can't get my head around that. I know. And, and do you know what I can't understand about it, Rob, is it's very simple. If they're not working with spirit, it's not going to last. So you don't Absolutely. even need to bring to me. Yeah, yeah I, I 100% agree with you. What, what, I've got an interesting sort of angle on this, though. What, um, uh, why do you think it is as um, a spiritual move. I mean, I'll, I, what I want to say is I, I've done all kinds of things in my life, all sorts of unusual experiences, qualified as a nurse. I've done done all sorts of stuff. And um, it, uh, the spiritual movement um, and the people within it, and I'm going to say specifically the mediums, you know, generally, are so judgmental. It's, it's, it, it, there is a massive level of, there is a, that sense of if we put somebody else down, it's going to raise us up, you know, and they're missing the whole ethos of it, you know, and I, I, I and it, it saddens me a little bit and I've moved away from a lot of places where there is that energy. I'd rather have the energy of yeah. the of the audience or the recipients than well, the energy of the... Of perhaps the perhaps what Stephen said, there's a point that it's something that has to come up and we have to go through and those who are aware of it it's it's a learning curve because mm. i mean i can only speak for myself in our look and, and it makes you more aware of yourself that oh my goodness i'm never i'm gonna really try my hardest not to ever go down that route because that's yeah. really toxic and uncomfortable Very but i just wanted to um swerve things a little bit uh, i wanted i can ask you both this question actually for anybody that's watching and that um they're just getting into any sort of mediumship or clairvoyance or working with cards, what would be your advice? So we'll start with Rob to people just starting the journey. Okay. My advice would be the very first thing is stick at it. Okay. It's uh, people don't say it's enough, but it's the most amazing thing. We touched on it at the beginning of this conversation. So the goal that you, that you want to achieve, if you can just even once, 
get a message across to somebody that they've been desperate to hear or that's given them such relief is the most amazing thing. So my biggest piece of advice is stick at it through the lows and, and the highs, okay? Don't, as you said, Stephen, don't expect it all to just come at once, you know, um, be patient with it and let it develop. And I know it sounds corny, but spirit will do things at the pace that's right for, for that person and yeah. you do something you do get some people that i don't say i don't advocate that you absolutely have to kind of have 20 years experience or something before you can be on a platform or anything like that i don't put don't put those restrictions on because there's people who just are very naturally very mediumistic um but be patient with it and don't expect it all to come at once that that, that will be my main advice and the word trust that should be the mantra the word trust trusting in the spirit world Absolutely. So, Stephen, what's well, your thoughts? <laughs> well, I, I love that, Rob. Thank you for sharing that, and I can really resonate with that. But also, I feel sitting regularly, I, I don't call it, I've changed my mind from using the word discipline. It's more of a devotion. This work requires a, a devotion to a spiritual practice which is unconditional love and loving kindness from the heart and I think going back to the point you were making before and, and I think self-development invest in yourself constant investment if and that's where healing is also part of the spiritual movement that has been tainted by a lot of ego and actually healing is an integral part so I feel any medium, any psychic, tarot reader, get into healing work. Healing will work so nicely side by side. Sit with spirit. Sit with your spirit. And my other point is meditation. For me, meditation, I find also a little bit controversial there because there's a lot of natural, what I call natural mediums that... And it reminds me when I used to go to school when I was younger, I used to have really brainy friends that never revised, that just turned up on the exam, got A stars. There's me having to study four hours at night. But overall, meditation for me is doesn't only just help you, it helps bring bridge that link. The link's there with spirit. I'm not saying that. You know, the links will always be there with your guides and your inspirers. But I think, you know, stuff happens to us during the day, through the week, with relationship, with family. At the end of the day, we're a spirit in a physical body. So that physicality does get in the way. We eat wrong sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have a bit of a bad day. And that sometimes can affect our link. So I feel meditation, regular meditation, will help us lift from those vi negative vibrations, if you will. And my last point there is I've fallen into trap into this. Chris, you have a little bit, but I'm sure you have as well, Rob. It's when you're starting out, <laughs> don't, don't burn yourself out. Oh, because yeah. within us, there is a core energy. And that core energy has to last a lifetime, has to last, last for 40, 50 years of our life, that gift. Now, when I started, I was doing five services a week. I was a full-time uni, full-time job. And when you're younger, you don't feel it as much. But when you get a bit older, you get a bit more tired. And that's one of my lessons to learn is slow down and enjoy what Rob was saying. Absolutely. I think 
enjoy what you're doing and it, and smile and it's amazing enjoy it as an adventure it shouldn't be hard or difficult everything should work effortless and if you are committed and devoted to 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 that spiritual path that true path that you've chosen as part of your divine divine path then it'll be absolutely amazing now it's not going to be easy because rob you know this more than anybody being on being a spiritual medium doesn't make your path any easier we have the hardships like everybody else <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah very, very powerful words there yeah very a couple of really really excellent points there Stephen. one of the points i really pick up on there is our own physicality that does make a difference if you imagine that we're like a um a, a radio receptor sort of thing you know the better quality of the radio the better the reception is you know so within reason keeping ourselves in a physical way as mm. as, as, as good as we can it massively does help it, it does help and it helps you to be receptive and also it is very true what you say as well that how you are externally the mood the day you've had the things that influence us in on our daily routine will affect our connection with the spirit world you know spirit will still come through but our kind of crispness and our connection can also record if we're tired for example uh, and and i yes you know um sometimes you, you can give a service i'm sure you've had the same where you give a service and especially if it's saying maybe an hour and a half or something after after about an hour you, you, your energy does start you know you, you're more struggling with the connections because your energy just it depletes you know as you're going along and so, that's not spirit and that's not spirit's no, fault a lot of people no, and that's so, so, that frustrates me because you, you have you have mediums that sometimes you know say that get angry with spirit and it's like it's not no, spirit it's, it's our lack of preparation spirit yes. will always be there yeah. your guides are there your loved ones it's it's we are a, an important component so we have to do. We have to prepare the physical. We have to prepare it. It's an important component. I think the other. I think the other thing yeah. as well. Uh, something I um, fell into early on, and I did it a few times before I learned, was that that when the demonstration's finished, it's finished, and I used to always go that extra one, mm -hmm. and I know quite often that that extra one wasn't quite what it should be, and the lesson I very quickly learned is you can feel when it's your last one if you're following it sometimes yeah, yeah. you love and compassion you want to do another but yeah uh, something i i learned from that is your first your last message on a service should be as strong as your first yeah 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 definitely yeah and, and yeah i agree with you there and uh, uh and if you feel that that is the time to just uh to to, to stop that that stop that service at that point uh, is uh once you once you feel that you, you can and i i i've fallen into that trap as well wanting to go that extra mile you can see somebody in the in the in the congregation or whatever who's just desperate you know for a message and you kind of yeah. from compassion you want to go to that person but you're quite right it's uh your your energy can deplete and you're also completely right where it is the human energy it's our own stamina if you like rather than the than the than spirit spirits there as a constant you know but yeah. another thing that i've absolutely experienced um and so consistently it's incredible where um if if things are going wrong and they and you steve you you touched on that beautifully about saying just because you're a medium it doesn't mean everything's a bed of roses in fact quite the opposite yeah. um but um the and, and being an empath which we all, all are 
um, has it can be a massive um, kind of albatross around your neck or a millstone around your neck. It can be very difficult at times. Um, but what I find consistently is when I'm feeling low, particularly with spirit stuff, or I, I've got a, something that I've got to do tomorrow and I don't really, I don't relish the thought of it, or, or I've got to get up early or something like that, right? I always find that spirit do an amazing, you can do something amazing to re-inspire you. And, and, and when running the circle, the open circle I had, was really quite a headache because it was very, very busy. You know, we used to have 50 or 60 people and, and organizing that and, and doing everything around that was quite mm. stressful. So there was many times when I thought, oh, I, do, I could do without the stress of this and I don't feel like I'm tired and all this, you know. And maybe the days when I'd go and do the circle and it was mind-blowing, something amazing would happen or, or it would be mm. just jam-packed with people or, you know, something, it always, Spirit, have this amazing way of lifting you back out and, and, and when you need it, of giving you that extra bit of inspiration. It's uh, And it, it's happened to me dozens and dozens and dozens of times. It's amazing, you know. I just yes. want to ask, can I just, Chris, can I ask you a question and ask Rob a question and yeah. turn and around question, here? Uh, we've got a question somebody's asked then after that, so go for it, Steve. Yeah, so it, it's really about the future. Now, we were talking about this before we went live, didn't we, and about the, the let, let's talk about the movement. The movement as a whole is, I feel, is very fragmented, very fragmented, and there should be a more of a union. And I feel which we've always been taught, haven't we, Chris, at the Purple Mountain by spirit, that we should always change, we should always evolve and progress, ask questions, learn new things, move forward. And if you don't, things become stagnant. Now, I think the cusp of mediumship will always remain the same as it has done for thousands and thousands of years. So when we look at, when people talk about spiritualism, well, we're working with spirit for tens of thousands of years. It's not something that's happened since the 1800s. It's been going on for thousands. The Egyptians were doing it. The Romans were doing the Celts, the Saxons, the native American Indians. They all spoke to spirit. They pass forward ancestors. Now, there's a lot of change happening in the movement, what we call the new age movement. And you've been part of that quite a bit, Rob, what we call the mind, body and spirit which a lot of other organisations are, are very against. Now, what does the future of mediumship look like? And if you can't answer that, what would you like it to be? Because you both are delving into different forms of mediumship where when we look at maybe past lives, when we look at reincarnation, and I see just my very small point there, equally important than the messages themselves do you think that's something that would be the future there rob first and then maybe chris can answer that after if if my sort of question there made sense <laughs> yeah no it, it really did make sense and and my if we if i can answer it by first off saying where i feel we are now okay where yeah. i i feel that um, we absolutely have to evolve, as you said. We have to be current, okay? And if current um, is, it involves even being commercial or attractive or making, making it attractive, whatever attracts people to be interested is fine, okay? And, and yeah. I, I know for sure that that's fine with spirit, okay? Um, and it's no coincidence now that the very traditional churches um, are all very quiet 
quiet and struggling and yet there's a massive demand for it now um uh, uh, and and the sort of some of the centers are absolutely thriving that are very forward thinking um and that's not not a coincidence I'm reassured. I, I, I went through a phase of feeling a bit despair, despondent because churches and stuff were suffering so much. The Sundays, a lot of a lot of churches don't do Sunday services anymore and things like this because it's just too just too quiet, you know. Yeah. What I found there's a groundswell of interest, you know, things like uh, and it, and things like like for one to one readings, this type of thing is massively popular. So I don't feel the interest in spirituality, in, in into the afterlife, that type of thing. I think that's booming. And I think there is that it just needs tapping into more in a yeah. more kind of relevant way to people. OK, now in the future, I feel the future of spirituality in this way. I feel as long as we do move with the times and we do become, we do evolve and we do make it relevant to people who are around, just the way we deliver it, the environment we deliver it in and things like this. That's why something like Purple Mountain is fabulous because it's an environment where people want to go and people are much more discerning now. If they go somewhere, they won't go out of just a sense of duty or a sense of, of just going. They want to go somewhere where they have a lovely experience and the whole experience is, is the environment as well, is the friendly welcome as well as all the spiritual side of it you know um so it's that whole package and we mustn't get complacent with it and i think if we don't i see the spiritual movement booming but i do i i have to say and people hate me for saying it but i don't see that necessarily through the traditional churches they need to move forward now that's being quite general because there are some churches which are run by fantastic presidents and mm. and, and i could i know some that are fantastic and they're very forward thinking but within their their kind of their limit limitations that are put on them within that they run fantastic centers and those are the ones that are quite busy you know but generally speaking my answer to you is i think it will thrive i'm not worried about the future of our of our movement or our religion or whatever you want to refer to it i'm not worried about that um, I think, but I think it needs to evolve, and I, but I feel it will. And there's enough people like you guys and me and people like that that will make that happen. And and because the groundswell of interest is there, Steve, it's more mm. more interest. I'll just tell you one thing. I'm gonna go to Chris. Um, a few years ago, and I'm I'm a little bit older than you guys, I think. But a few years ago, um, if I'd I if I'd have said to, to to my work colleagues. Oh, I'm a medium, right? I'd have got a massively mixed response. Some would have said, "Oh, you know, you're a fraud," or you know, it's charlatan or whatever, you know. Uh, and I would have got a massively, and so a couple would have been that's a bit of interest, right? Now I have no hesitation in telling people what I do, and every single one, oh, that's amazing, you know. Oh, could you got for me? They usually say, don't they, or a message. So that groundswell of interest is everybody has an interest in it, you know, and and that needs to be tapped into. So that that's my answer to that. You know? Yeah, absolutely, and a, yeah, a lot of good, um, good stuff being shared. So I hope everybody's enjoying it so far. So we're going to just go to a question that was earlier. I'll try and get it up on the screen. There we go. It's uh, Joanne Cox, and she asked, "I'm often told I should be sitting in a circle. How do people know that? Is it something they sense with me?" Thank you. So, anybody feel they want to answer that, Rob? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, yeah, Joanne. Yeah, it's nice to speak to you. Okay. Um, often I, 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 I have said the same things to people, or I will say you, you, you need to develop this kind of um, uh, this interest or this seed of of, of knowing or, or wanting to know. You need to kind of develop it in some way, and a circle can be a perfect way of doing that, or a development class, or that type of thing. You know. Um, 
often i think as mediums we will see something in somebody or it could you could have a conversation with them and you just sense that kind of that seed you know that 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 interest has been put there and it's actually been put there by spirit the very fact joanne that you're watching this this broadcast that you're participating and that you're you're messaging and asking questions just already that has been ignited within you okay i don't know how far on your journey you are but but spirit put that in, in that curiosity into you to make mm. you to follow that and so as a medium i will often say that to people because i see that within them i see that spark or i see that 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 interest which needs further developing yeah that, and you Stephen, thank you for that rob very yeah, lovely. Yeah. And and what Rob was saying, you know, spirit aren't always going to give us, you know, they're not going to give everything on a golden platter. You know, they, they plant little seeds within us and they just have to wait because they can't interfere. Because if they interfered in every aspect of our development, there is this divine plan that's maybe beyond some of our comprehension. So that everything's happening for a reason. And I think, and I think maybe it will bring in a little bit of a larger point there as well. That I feel personally, yes, developing cir development circle and awareness circles are good, but they are not. They only last for so many weeks, and and that's where I feel home circles. If you can, Joanna if you can get an invite or set your own home circle up, that's how a lot of um, the, the original medium started off in, in home circles. And even if it's just two or three of you just sitting around the candlelight each week, just for an hour, sitting with spirit, that is in a development. That's very profound. That's in a development. And you will develop in your own time. And there, there won't be that pressure. Now, if there's not an opportunity for home circles and things like that, that's where I feel probably, in my opinion, remember, it's just my opinion. My opinion it doesn't mean it's right. I can only share my my own experience. That's where I find that open circles, for me, are a lot better than development circle and awareness classes because there's a danger of often teachers, and we fall in trap in that, imprinting our own way on this, on on the developing sitters where I find that sometimes when sitters awaken, they have a lot more knowledge or experience than I have. And this is why you should never put yourself in a pedestal, you know, a, a, you know, in, in a circle. And that's where I find open circles is a lot more. You stand up. Yeah. The, the medium will guide you and inspire you, you know, to work a certain way, but I find open circles or home circles, being the key so obviously joanna spirit are guiding you to be there for a purpose but that's part of the great adventure isn't it <laughs> um chris yeah i just feel inspired I, to, I hope this is okay i just want to you know for that joanna yeah i just i wanted to just read a card for her would you mind i've just yeah that's as i was I, I, as i was talking and listening to stephen was shuffling my deck and this one's come out so i just want to read it for her it's this yeah. so I'm, right okay 
This is for Joanna. Okay, it's the Don't Compromise card. Okay, this is this is um, a card which is quite instructional and giving a kind of message. Okay, the card is saying um, don't settle for second best. That's the first thing I want to say. Go with your convictions, the things that you know are right for you, and don't. It, it usually connects to either a, a direction that you're going in or something around you. And I would say don't listen to. This is one thing, judge for yourself. Don't listen to other people trying to put you off, okay? It's almost like people around you all have their own angle on something. You need to know, go with your heart and know what's best for you. That could well relate to your spiritual journey because as we were answering the question, that one came, that card came out to me. The card also, just quickly, is a sign of change as well. If you look at the background of the card, it's all green at the back here, um, at the bottom here, more in the past. This is more now across here. And this is more in the future. Now, so the card is the right way up. So your direction of, or, of travel and your your journey is is right. You're going from this kind of um, green to this beautiful light color here. Um, the, you could almost draw a line across the card here. So I, I'd say this is a time of change. And there's almost a sense of part of you living in the past and part of you in the future at the moment. It's a sort of transition that, um, but it's a very forward progressive card. So just wanted to do that, Chris, thanks. Oh, thank you for sharing that, Rob. And I, I, uh, within that message, there's good advice for everyone, I feel, um, that they could take. Um, uh, it's been a fantastic chat tonight, and as always, it's gone the way it's meant to. And I think there's been some wonderful truth spoken and some, uh, yeah, some wonderful knowledge shared. Um, but I wanted to just um, finish up with, I feel, as I spoke with you, Rob, before we went live tonight, that we would be slightly ignorant to ignore oh, yeah. what's going on in the world right now. And, and we don't want to get into politics because that is, you know, we'd be here till midnight or further. <laughs> <laughs> we really would. Um, but what I'd want to ask you, Rob, is what do you feel if, if, if people are feeling this, things are getting on top of me a little bit, oh my God, what's going to happen and get themselves into that hole at the moment? What advisement would you give to those out there who perhaps feel in that way or feeling overwhelmed? Yeah, yeah, right. That, that's so important. Uh, for people um, like ourselves and a lot of people who would listen to this, and, and, uh, and we are all empaths. And when, when something as kind of difficult and challenging and upsetting happens, um, it, it affects us incredibly. It's really difficult. I, I don't know about you guys, but I have I try to limit how much I watch the news, but I don't want to be ignorant of it either. I like to know yeah. what's going on. Uh, and yeah. I don't think we can just ignore it. Um, as you rightly said just now, we just can't ignore it. Um, but I, I don't want to kind of saturate my, myself with it because it's such a negative energy. And I find that I've seen scenes on the news where I've been sitting in, in our living room and, and literally crying, you know, and it's uh, it's terribly difficult. And it brings out a whole range of emotions in people, uh, emotions of anger and, and, and being furious with, 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 with individuals and armies and things like this, um, to feelings of helplessness, to being frightened. There's a whole massive range. But the, because we're getting kind of fed this and it's so... So the gravity of it and the seriousness of it, um, it the, 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 all those emotions are intensified so much so that it feels really strong within us, okay? Now, what I would, my kind of guidance and how I deal with it is definitely not to shut yourself off from it completely, but I would say don't, don't like watch the news. I, some of my friends are watching the news like 24 hours a day, getting up in the night to watch it, you know, and there's this continuous coverage. And I think that can be, too 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 damaging so i would say keep abreast of things and, and aware of things 
in, in a healthy way and also allow yourself to have opinions and have, have views on it. That's absolutely normal and natural. But I would massively say um, we need a balance within us, okay? And so put back the balance, even if it's spoiling yourself with something, if it's spending a bit of time with a loved one, if it's um, uh, the, the old things about, you know, having a puppy or whatever it may be. It, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's kind of those things. If you can get yourself out into the country, get yourself out for a walk, uh, you know, get, let yourself walk in the rain, all those things. It's, it's putting that balance back. If you put the balance back in, you'll be okay. Well, the danger is it can saturate you and it become very one-sided. Decided, um, and, and you're just getting a negativity from it, you know. Um, and and if you if you need if you do feel desperate, um, allow allow yourself to work through that feeling. It is, it, know that it's okay to not be okay, you know. And and it, and it's a quite a human emotion um, to watch. If you watch that suffering and and what's going on, um, regardless of of any political views or anything like that, the compassion you know that you feel within yourself, allow yourself to feel that that's healthy. And if it makes you cry if it makes you angry that's also healthy but just be aware of that balance and putting back you know that so that's my message um to people you know. thank you very much rob thank you for those words from the heart and uh really important yeah so stephen what's your thoughts well how can you go what rob said there and uh, just a couple of points it, i know this is incredibly hard for people but on the physical i'm going to talk about two points the spiritual and the physical, so the physical sense, try to observe and don't react. I know that's incredibly hard. And, and, and unfortunately, what's happening in the world is happening for a reason. There might be things that we don't understand, the level of darkness and fear that's been instilled in humanity, but that's happening for a reason. The, the dark, the fear is awakening humanity. We need more of it. I'm going to be very controversial. We need more of it in the world. So that, it, you know, this is such a big time. So many people are awakening and questioning and waking up, people protesting, people are waking up. This is all good stuff. Good stuff is happening in the world. So don't be guided by fear. The other point is surround yourself with like-minded people, just very much like what Rob said. Surround yourself with like-minded people. And the other on the spiritual, which is probably the most powerful, is never underestimate the power of love that you can send out to the world. If that's through prayer or meditation, be positive every day. If it's two, three minutes, send out of it a bit of a prayer. Send out your light and your love. Be positive. Don't be don't always believe what you read. Trust in your intuition. Observe, don't react and send your love and light out. Even to the people that are causing all the, 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 the rubbish that's happening in the world, even send your love out to Putin. Uh, you know, all this anger is not getting humanity anywhere. Just send your love and your light out. We're not here to judge anybody. Send your love out to everybody, Ukraine, Russia, the whole world. Loving kindness from the heart that we need more of it in the world. Just pure, unconditional love. What about you, Chris? Um, it's very hard to follow what you both said. You, you both made very strong points. Uh, I would certainly limit. I'm exactly like Rob. Uh, I very much limit what news I watch. But you have to stay informed at the same time to a degree so that... Um, we're aware of what's even just being aware of what's being put out there if that makes sense 
and 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 in itself television is very um hypnotic in itself it, it pulls us away from who we are it's great to switch off and watch a film or something sometimes and just turn the mind off don't get me wrong but sometimes when we're sat in front of a box so much that's not good for us you know it's not good for us anyway you know takes us into that place but i feel it's very important at this time to if you're feeling overwhelmed to 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 meditate to remember what's what steven said really important try if you feel yourself getting into an angry place know that you can't fight fire with fire uh, i believe it was gandhi that said an eye for an eye will blind us all yeah um, that that's what's going on and we've been through this we have to ask ourselves we're going through something again that we've been through many times on this earth and it's a cycle that needs to be broken it's it's you've done this so i'll do that and it doesn't work it never works so um and send you love and healing out because it will the power of thought will always go where it's needed i've seen some amazing things in first in the past 15 years with the power of prayer and the power yeah. of healing and transformational and physical improvements in people and that's the power of energy that we can send out we've just forgotten a lot of us have forgotten so we we start to feel powerless and when we feel powerless we become vulnerable but if we we're in our power and we say you know we're not having this we're, we're going to take this world and we're going to shape it into something that's much much better so that's what i would say here here can i just <laughs> mention chris chris there uh, uh, just one last point there when you mentioned about uh, the television well why do you think the television is called why do you think they have programs to program us to recondition you know when you look at the americans call it cell phones well look at the word cell it's prison the phone is a prison program they're there to program us the, the television was created to hypnotize us and program us anyway we're going too deep yeah that can i mention something here because it's, it's absolutely right it's a slightly more gen, very relevant but but more general spiritual point um i i over the years right i've, I've been asked a lot of times um why something has happened to somebody it's particularly um I, you'll all have experienced it but particularly something tragic maybe like the loss of a child or a yeah. miscarriage or something like that right and people uh, and we get those things coming through and people ask um why you know why they, they have this incredible guilt they feel awful and what what I, to put a perspective on it it's very important to always remember that it's not always directly connected to your journey it could be it's the journey of the child it could have been an inevitability it just happens that that was the mother or that was the father but it's um it's not to do with them it's not punishing them for something it's not um you know this is with all things it's it, it can be to do with that other person's journey now although you may get somebody terrible like putin as you said Stephen, um and, and it's hard to understand how he would do something like this um it's it's it, but that is his journey in, in yeah. some way you know what i mean yeah. and, and we're all yeah, on. all on different journeys you know and we tend to try and think that everything evolves around us and that this is happening because of this because of that and it's not it's happening because it's their journeys that they're, they're on that's not excusing them but they it's just need to be aware of it you know yeah. part Absolutely. of the massive part of the massive divine plan and i firmly believe you know people might shoot me for this god forbid they don't that sometimes spirits before they return to the earth choose to play certain roles 
and and I believe Putin and and other leaders across the world choose to choose that path, and and that's where I mean, look out of all everything that happened, COVID. Through the bad, good things always come out. You mm -hmm. know, even after the Second World War, it united Europe. Mm. It will, you know, positive things come out. But sometimes we need the dark. We need people to play those roles to really bring humanity closer together and create a better world. And yes. really, tr again, going going back to that word again, Rob, trust that everything's happening for a reason. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. Yeah. And you touched on something, Stephen, without, you sort of said it as a comment without realising possibly the, how, the, how profound it was. But it's the fact that we are, we are all spirits having this human experience. And, and unfortunately, if you want to call it the human psyche, whatever you want to refer to it, that this could be part of the human experience, you know, that we are experiencing as spirit. And, and I just take massive comfort by the fact that I know 100% that at some stage or other, I'll be returning home and none of this will matter then. I'll be returning home. And that's a, a lovely thing to keep hold of, you know. Yeah, wonderful. Well, just really enjoyed this evening. I hope everybody who's listening or watching us has been able to receive something or resonate with the words spoken. It's been a fantastic hour. I don't know where it's gone. It's, it's gone so gone. quick. Well, yeah. We will have to do another soon enough, Rob, because I just feel, I know last time, they always take such a shape. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Nice and I leave you with an inspired story, just very quickly, just to just yeah, to kind go of, for it. Just inspired. Um, I, I I don't know if I've told you this. It's quite a famous thing, but the, there was um there was a there was a, a an ethicist in America, right, who was doing a study, right, of um uh, of people who he he was very he was a scientist, you know, was an ethicist, and he was working in a hospital in New York, and he was doing a study of people who um, get resuscitated, who have uh, who have died for a time and then get resuscitated. And, and he, because he was finding how consistent their rec recollections were. And we'll have all heard about it, you know, looking down on a room and they go into a light and this type of stuff. But they were so consistent, he started collating this in a scientific way. But he, he recalls one story where there was a lady on an intensive care unit who had a cardiac arrest. Now, she, she made a very good recovery, actually, but she, she kind of flatlined for about five minutes and they got her back. They, they kept it going and they resuscitated her and she made a recovery. And they, they, so the anesthetist comes along to her and said, would you mind if I just asked you a couple of questions, if you experienced anything? And she goes, well, she said, well, I did experience something as a matter of fact. So he said, well, just tell me. And she, she gives this account that her body, she felt as if her spirit or her soul left her body, raised up. It was almost going as if it was, she said it went through the ceiling up into the sky, you know. And then she said, I can tell you on the roof of the hospital, there's a red trainer. So um, this doctor said, oh, right, okay, thank you, right. Anyway, curiosity got the better of him. So the next day, he gets the security guards, he goes upstairs onto the roof of the hospital, and there's a red trainer on the roof of the hospital. Oh, so wow. if you, yeah, if you ever wanted unbelievable proof, that's it, you know. Yeah. I bet they were gobsmacked. Wow. <laughs> they were, yeah. And this is from somebody who's a scientist, not a medium, not a not a uh, spiritualist. He was looking at this just because he was collating all these these pieces of information, which are all the same. But even he was blown away by that. He said, uh, he said he just stood there looking at this trainer, and there's just no way in the world that she could have ever known that, you know. And it was there like in a piece of guttering, you know. So incredible. So wow. I thought, yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing! What a great way to uh, top off uh, what has been a, a wonderful talk with you, Rob. I want to thank you for joining us because I know you keep very, very busy. So I really appreciate you 
putting this time to one side. Oh, no, you're sharing. welcome. Yeah. And I'm looking um, forward to uh, next, that gives, gives a mention on for the next week, isn't it? Next Thursday. Yeah. Next Thursday at the Purple Mountain, uh, we'll, Rob will be live in person with us and he'll be doing a demonstration of mediumship seven till nine and Thursday, the 10th of March. And places are available for that. It's a £10 donation per person. So if you're interested, just get in touch with us. And are you happy for people? To get in touch with you, Rob. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. For, yeah, that's uh, fine. Yeah, for yeah. readings, etc. Yeah, and uh, just a reminder, also, we offer private readings myself and Stephen at the Purple Mountain, um, respectively. So, if you're drawn to any of us here, any of our panel this evening, feel free to get in touch. Um, we're very friendly folk. <laughs> so, um, we want to just give lots of love to everybody watching tonight. Um, thank you so much for being with us. Please click awesome. and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube. Thanks so much, Rob. Till we speak again. Thank you. Yep. See you next week. Bye-bye, everyone. Yeah, bless bye -bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye, -bye. bye, -bye. bye, -bye.